So is this gonna, is this like um, also a video or is, are you just gonna do audio, Aaron? Yeah, I do the audio through just the regular podcast feeds, um, podcast apps, and then I'll post a couple of clips. I'll usually just post to YouTube. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I okay. was unsure about that and hence my eating dinner during the, uh, but that's, that's, that that's, that's, I can that edit around happens. it. Hey. Yeah, so and I'm literally video, having like sangria because I'm so goddamn hot. <laughs> well, Chris, this is sorry. You. What? We're in, in a pro class. We've been doing Cabernet Sauvignon. With we're ice. poets. We're poets, guys. We have to. In the contract. I mean, come on. We have to fulfill the stereotypes. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the, the, the looser oh, segment. Yeah. So we'll, uh, this is the time we can celebrate some of the, the poems that have made it through the process and enjoy uh, a little um, cool beverage in the meantime. Yeah, I think um, it might be nice just to like share for each of you to share one of your poems. And then we love uh, as part of the podcast as it goes on, um, any behind the scenes, really, anything you'd want to offer in terms of like the, ex the experience you're writing from, where it came from, odds and ends, anything the reader wouldn't get, you know, unless we were talking to the person who wrote it. So go share anything, um, anything like that. That's always super appreciated. Evan, did you have a preference on which one you wanted to read? Mother Study was the most recent one. However, um, uh, what I meant to ask about the flashcards um, is yeah. in the chat book um, oh. that just came out. So Perfect. to me, that would be slightly more thematic, but I don't want to be redundant if that doesn't feel right. I think I might have mentioned that poem during the last podcast, but I don't know if people are really tracking it <laughs> that closely. So <laughs> no, that, that's that's excellent. Yeah, let's do that. OK, then, then maybe I'll, I will actually track that one down and pull it up. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. What I meant to ask. When I called you earlier was not where I put my flashcards on the counter or desk drawer or maybe my jacket pocket where you inserted your hand while the cell crinkled and roughed. What I meant to ask was where I should put us. Like, will it... Will it just end like it started in a language I have only begun to learn, evading percept or recall, though I often sit cross-legged on the rug and sort them into piles, hobbies, times of day, things we eat, things we are, American, Chinese, busy, happy, late, approaching the bottom of deck, hand frozen in indecision, still unsure where to put you, where to put me. Um, I'm really excited to have this um, Wild Root Journal piece in my first ever chat book. Um, 
that uh, is being published with Fomoir Press. Uh, Rachel Bela um, as uh, editor in chief, um, who is also featured. I understand. Uh, uh, in is it this coming issue, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, it's the previous the, one in May. Yeah. Oh, it's the previous one. Okay. Great. Great. Um, yeah. The the chapbook is called Character Flaws, um, and it's a this can go on your pod your new podcast about dating, Chris, because um, it's uh, about uh, judgment of the self and judgment of others in sexual and romantic relationships. Um, <laughs> um, and it's That's also. So <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and it's also um, uh, queer as fuck, um, so happy pride. Um, so uh, have some fun with that, uh, too. That makes it kind of fun. But yeah, trying to look at where relationships crumble um, and and how that turns into self-talk <laughs> or talk about others and how we sort of reach for stories to tell about that. Um, and in the case of what I meant to ask <laughs> this poem, um, I think in Wild Roof it was originally titled "Where I Meant to," and uh, what I meant to ask about the flashcards. Uh, but oh, by the way, I guess that's a craft thing. That also, when you're starting to build for a, a chapbook, you can make alterations. When something gets published, that doesn't mean it's set in stone. That means it's its first journey out, and poems are living beings. But um, anyway, I um, yeah, this poem, for example, was about. Uh, an early stage of of dating uh, with somebody, and uh, they were Chinese and spoke Mandarin, and that was one of a set of motivations that had me thinking about learning a language. And there's that funny thing where we can, once we're putting effort into an aspect of a relationship, wonder, am I doing this for myself? And you know, or am I doing this for the other person? And and how that can then come to bear on the relationship and and create pressure um and that sometimes uh you know i noticed uh this speaker <laughs> this you know this version of myself um was uh you know as i invested more time in a relationship i had some desire to have control over where i put you and where i put me you know how how do we talk about relationships um and 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 sort of the creating of labels um and so that's what this poem was exploring uh, and so much more sad and horny and pining and also happy gay poems in Character Flaws at Fomoir Press. You can pre-order now. I'll give Aaron the link so it can be in the wherever uh, wherever this podcast ends up. This is on a completely first response. I, I hadn't read it before, so I'm only going by hearing it. But the idea of flashcards uh, as a mechanism of organization that's so perfect that's so perfect because how many of us have read that self-help book you're like all right i'm gonna prioritize i'm gonna do my vision boards and so that's like steep that's everywhere and then acknowledging that yeah that that may not be it but it's an attempt to create or superimpose order over chaos and yet uh so yeah that the kind of tension there is very nice that it's right nice and close Thank you. And also, I oh, I, it says the host disabled screen sharing. Shoot, I was going to share. The, um, but uh, for those of you who get a chance to check it out in the um, uh, in the issue, or Aaron, are you able to? Anyway, I actually do end up creating columns um, to try to sort of sort out the cards, <laughs> you know, in the poem. 
And thank you, Chris, for catching that energy of, right, don't we all want to reach for self-help and for a simple solution? Then my romantic puzzles will be solved and I will be a fully evolved person, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like post-it notes. I got an office full of post-it notes that I hate. I resent right? all of them. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I will I absolutely post the, the link. So it'll it'll be um, on the website page, podcast page. Because, yeah, there is a visual component to the, like you said, the columns of the words. Um, and I remember a uh, shout out to Anna Schechter, a reader, uh, way back when. she. I remember when, when um, she was reading your submission. That was one that really caught her attention. Um, so just kind of one of those things, okay, let's take a look at this. Um, and yeah, just that spatial quality of it, which kind of adds that other, you know, a tactile maybe even, if you can kind of imagine feeling them, but also just kind of you're setting it up in space, which is kind of neat. Thank you for sharing. Um, Morgan, are you set with yours or do you need a minute? Okay, so I guess I'll just dive into it. Better this way. I learned impermanence at an early age when I would wake up and the house was changed. My mother sitting in her chair after a night of slinking, rearranged, keeping her illness away from us, surrounding us, inside us. The lamp on the kitchen countertop tossed to the living room, the guest room upstairs. In a few days, the heat would rattle out to catch her in her sleep, lift her bones, and move it back to the kitchen where it was in the beginning. There, the lamp would bring some peace. There, it would be what it promised. Between me and your dad, you had no chance, kid, she said, side-eyed in a cackle, then spent the night turning the furniture on its head. How many jokes are not jokes at all? I left it alone. It's better this way, not to speak of what keeps us chained, moving in place, room to room, finding nothing. It looks better here, doesn't it? She asked me each time. I knew better than to get attached to where the lamp was. I'd spent nights fumbling around in the dark, muscle memory, hand padding for the switch while it was plucked up as I slept. Yes, it looks better this way, I would lie. Stability gone awry. An hour later, it was gone. So I'm really proud to share this poem. Um, again, like I had mentioned before, this is the first publication that uh, I am going to be published in before the collection comes out. And this is a poem obviously about a mother and a daughter and a kind of um, mania and instability that I was trying to kind of grapple with as I was dealing with my own mania and instability with a chronic illness, um, as well as with the trauma of what I had gone through and abruptly losing my health and my life essentially. And I got back to this idea of kind of grappling with what the idea of free will actually is. Are we free? Is it 
nature? Is it nurture? Is it these kind of generational chains that no matter what we do, we're locked into them? Um, these are not easy questions to answer, but you know, my, my, my mother has had such a, she's left as everyone's mother has, but I know my mother has left such an imprint on my life and my psyche. Um, and she was also the one to take care of me when I was very sick and did not know if I was going to survive. And I was too feeble to take care of myself. She was, you know, bathing me at one point as a 30 year old woman. And so there was this kind of weird full circle moment where we, you know, I had grown up in a house of kind of instability and some mental illness and um, trauma and going through my own kind of devastation of, you know, when this illness caught me, I was just starting a career. I just graduated, you know, top of my class, all of these wonderful accolades that we have in our lives that we think are going to bring us meaning. And <laughs> all of that was just cast away. And she was the one who was there. And in that, in that time, she saw me so frail and I felt like I understood her and I felt very connected to her in that frailty because it was such a real place. It was such a truthful place that we often distract ourselves from that we will do anything to look away from. Just like this kind of mania that I wrote about in this poem. It's not flattering. It's not, it's, it's, it's ugly, it's grotesque, it's shameful, all of these things that were believed about these weaknesses that we struggle with. Um, but I found love. I found love in those moments and I found truth. And so I felt like even if this poem, you know, and I'm sure she will end up reading it, um, even if it's these kind of ugly parts of ourselves, She's still my mother and she, I'm like her, whether I want to be or not, or whether I, you know, she, that is the way it is. And capturing that kind of moment that had defined a lot of my childhood and I think made me um, in a lot of ways, the way that I am, the way that we all are, you know, our, the way we're raised in our environments um anyway so yeah I'm just grateful to share it uh and um I think there was a quote I'll, I'll, I'll end with this is I was so nervous about writing about family issues like this and um, especially things that aren't as flattering, but they are truthful. And oftentimes they are the best writing you can do with, you know, writing about these types of things As a friend told me, cause I was struggling with it. I'm like, this, this is very personal and I don't want to hurt anyone. And, you know, this is not showing my family and, and this, this light that's airing out dirty laundry, so to speak. And, 
I think I don't remember exactly how she said it, but she said, you know, as a writer, you have to betray the people that you love. And she meant that in the best way possible is because if you want to get to the truth of things, you may upset those people or you may say things that aren't as flattering that they might not want out, but it is the truth. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful that it's going to be out there and I'm actually dedicating uh, Tilt, my collection that's going to be out uh, by Aldrich Press uh, in January of 2024. I'm dedicating the collection to my mother and my father. Um, so even though they're they're very, you know, confessional poems, um, <laughs> I hope that I can make them proud and and um, yeah. Morgan, I'm just grateful for the gift of your poem. And um, it's funny now, I'm sort of wishing I read my other poem because also a mom poem. And um, the chapbook that I just was working on was sort of like, I care about it. And it was a little bit of a practice for a, a mama drama collection. <laughs> uh, with, uh, so I'm really excited to read your piece and um, sympathize with the complexity of trying to not alienate and not um, sort of like inflict violence on family members while also wanting to honor your own experience. And one thing in your poem that you do that brings a little lump in my throat because I feel like you're showing some tenderness to her is this like, between me and you, uh, between me and your dad, you had no chance, kid. And like, it feels like this moment where you're showing your mom's strength of self-knowledge um, and I don't know if she's going to be able to see that, but um, I see it and uh, it's really tender and thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad, I'm glad Chris brought up the, the humor point because there is like, you know, not to be too punny, but like dark humor in the phone when you're fumbling for the light switch because you know your mom put the lamp somewhere else. And and this, there is that, like you said, self-awareness, like, yeah, I, I get it. I know, <laughs> I know I gotta like, just kind of deal with this, but yeah, I think that there's the sweetness too, you know, the, and, and the closing of, you know, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yes, it looks better this way, you know. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's, you know, not, not, not the, um, not the final resting place of the lamp ultimately, but it's just kind of acknowledging like, yeah, this is what you need to hear right now. So I'm, I'm giving you what you need or what will be right in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think a case where it's like, you can embrace the absurdity of it and say, Hey, that you can still do that with love though. And I'm saying that as somebody who's, Got an 84-year-old dad who wanted to try to organize the bills one time and threw half of my paychecks out in the uh, safety bin, which was, of course, the garbage. <laughs> and, you know, well, you could say that's well, terrible, but it's also kind of hilarious. And there, you get allow a little bit of room, a little bit of, um, I think, what was the line? Uh, slinking through the night or a night of slinking? Yeah, a night of slinking just, rearranged. Night is slinking. Oh man. So I have 
been woken up at two o'clock in the morning and I hear dad, he, he's got a project. He, he's got something he needs to do. And you just hear like, oh, God, I hope this is the safe one. I hope he's, you know, uh, not even going to move the furniture around. He's just going to decide tonight's the night he's going to <laughs> deal with the flashcards and start organizing those because he needs to organize his life. But he has that little that little manic itch at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that one uh, absolutely hit home. You know, like I, I could write an essay about that one based on my own experience. <laughs> I think I know where you can publish it. Thanks, um, <laughs> um, just kidding. But um, yeah, so uh, uh, you, thanks again. You, you guys know, know the, uh, the, the, the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. You might be closing up. <laughs> oh, but yeah. If you got something else. As the final thought, do you guys know the radio program This American Life through NPR? Oh, yeah. Right. I am. I am living in existence where the script in my head, it's like, I want to write a novel about my reckless 20s or write, write, write a poem about this last uh, incident I had with the power structure and whether or not capitalism is real. All I can do is write a script in my head that would be appropriate for a This American Life episode, uh, which is about me taking care of an 84-year-old dad who was an awesome, influential, creative person in my life who I love more than anybody else in the world. He also has threatened to kill me and has these psychotic breaks from reality. And I'm trying to figure out how to love him and honor him and take care of him at the same time. We're like, hey, I also deserve some autonomy as a, a human agent. And it's like, that's the genre. If I'm not going to write a 400-page Russian novel about a middle-aged guy taking care of his 84-year-old dad, it's going to be in this American Life episode. So that's, that's how I'm like scripting my own narrative right now is through that particular genre. And uh, I may or may not have made some recordings. <laughs> awesome. Well, keep us posted. Yeah, this was fantastic. I'm so glad uh, you're able to, to share those poems and how they kind of like kind of intersected in, in a nice way. Um, and especially with the kind of the conversation about how, how we get to the final the final piece. Uh, whatever final means, maybe it'll change even even still. Um, so yeah, um, thanks. Morgan, uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you can. I'm not sure if you can see the chat, but I did say I would love a link to pre-order your book, and I also put the pre-order link for yeah. mine in the chat um, if it's of interest. But yeah, please do send. Yes, yes, of course. Um, it's. It, I'm still working on blurbs and all, like getting everything together because it's we're still in that process. But I will absolutely send it to you and thank you so much and i'll i'll um i can't wait to read yours as well it's very exciting i feel like if, if a poetry book sells like 30 copies then you're winning kind of you know so <laughs> i would i will be honored to be like <laughs> in and amongst your 30 <laughs> yes i'll take it god 30 is winning hell 15, 10, family members and friends. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's not an exaggeration. So that's uh, that's real life for you. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll swap uh, info and we'll, we'll support when the time comes and I'll post the links and all that good stuff. So thanks for uh, sending that my way. 
again, awesome. So glad you shared. Thanks again, Evan. Thanks again, Morgan. Um, we'll, Thank we'll, you, uh, we'll promote more when the when the uh, July issue comes out um, officially, because we're talking before it comes out officially. But uh, we'll definitely um, you'll be seeing more of it. So thanks again. Good night. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you, Morgan. Thank you, guys. Yeah.